Hello, dear friend, Jen here. Today, I'm pulling back the curtain on something profoundly personal, and I wanted to let you in on it. Picture a kit, a very special curation that has tools potent enough to turn your dreams into reality. Now, imagine if these tools weren't just random selections, but they were the very tools that I've personally used and leaned on to manifest my deepest desires. Yes, I have pulled together all of the tools that I use to manifest and create, and I put them together, and I call it the Creation Kit. And I'm so excited to share the Creation Kit with you. Inside the Creation Kit, you're going to get my Wonder Walks Spotify playlist, so you can take Wonder Walks just like me with the exact same sounds and music in the background. The Celebration Visualization Meditation that I use daily in order to get me super clear on the feelings that I want to manifest and help me tap into those feelings on a daily basis. You're going to get journal prompts that you can use every single day, affirmations that have changed my life. They've been my daily mantras and a customizable gratitude list that you can use every morning to help you tap into gratitude, especially for things that haven't necessarily happened. So you can start to manifest them into your life. And last but not least, I'm going to give you a special ChatGPT prompt that actually helps you with manifesting and creating whatever it is that you want. Curious? Intrigued? Do you want the creation kit? Well, you are in luck because it's yours for free. All you have to do is pre-order my upcoming book, Be Seen, and enter your order confirmation number into beseenabook.com and you will get my creation kit in your inbox for free. I don't know what you're waiting for, but go ahead, pre-order Be Seen, and go grab your creation kit and start your manifestation journey today. You'll be happy you did. Now, on to the podcast. What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb. And together, we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I dare you to dive right on in. Hello, family. Welcome back to another episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm coming to you the weekend of my book launch. So if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, this episode, it means we are a week and a day into be seen, being seen in the world. And you can hold it in your hands. You can read it. You can have it with you. And it means that I've officially finished my week of launching a book for the first time in my life. Man, I I promise you I'm going to come back with a really in-depth, juicy episode of everything that I learned from launching my first book. Everything, mindset, strategy, marketing, writing, all of the takeaways. But I wanted to make sure that I came in today and and let you guys in on really what's going on behind the scenes when you do a book launch. I think it's really easy to watch on the internet and watch all of the, the, the launch things that go on whenever somebody puts something out into the world, whether it be a book or a podcast or a movie or a TV show or a new course or a new product. It looks really flawless usually from the outside. It looks really easy. It looks like it, it was just it completely went as planned. And it looks like there's no nerves. It looks like there's no fear. And of course it does because everybody wants to have a a really beautiful launch. And here's the thing. I will never come on here and tell you like anything other than the truth. 
And the truth is that behind the scenes of a launch, whenever you're birthing something into the world, there are a roller coaster of emotions. And it is not perfect, or at least in my experience. Listen, if you've had a perfect launch, if you've done done something where it's like everything went perfectly right and you had zero fear and you were completely courageous the whole time, that is amazing. Congratulations. I want to know how you did it because I have yet to. I have yet to have a perfect experience. I don't even know what that is. In fact, I was on a call with my therapist last night, much needed therapy session, and not because I was super sad or depressed or anything, just because I was feeling so many emotions. So, and what was really cool about my therapy session last night is that it really reminded me that it's, you are allowed to have all the emotions. I said to my therapist, I'm like, I was crying because I was just so happy but I was also crying because I was so anxious. And I was also crying because I was so relieved. And I was also crying because I was so grateful. And I was like, I don't even know the emotion that I'm crying for right now, but I am just feeling all the emotions, all the feelings. And it was a really big lesson in it can be, it can be all of the feelings. You can have a launch where you feel insanely grateful and proud of yourself and excited and like pinch me moments. And then at the same exact time, also be anxious about numbers and proving yourself and have imposter syndrome. All of those feelings can be there. At least that's what I've had in this experience of launching a book. I feel like I was on a roller coaster. Like I had all of those different emotions at different times throughout each day. And um, sometimes some of those emotions lasted for a really long time and then they faded into a different emotion. And I would go from feeling so confident and powerful and amazing and like, oh my gosh, I don't even care how this does. I'm just so proud of myself to 10 minutes later having a conversation with somebody that just sparks my imposter syndrome or sparks like that feeling of, oh man, but what if I don't, what if, I, what if nobody reads it? <laughs> what if, what if nobody likes it? What if it does, you know, doesn't make all the lists and all of these things that come into our brain, it is okay if you feel all of the ranges of emotions. At least I'm telling myself that it's okay. And my therapist told me it was okay. Again, I'm not a mental health professional. I'm just letting you in on what goes on behind the scenes in, in my world. And hopefully one day, maybe you will, or maybe you have, or maybe you're working on launching something that's part of you that you've been working on forever into the world. And I want to make sure that you are prepared. Let me be your guinea pig. Let me share with you exactly what went down with me. So maybe you can just, maybe when it happens for you, you're like, oh, this is cool. This is normal. I expected this. Or maybe you hear something that I said and it helps you implement something into your launch that makes it a little bit easier for you than it was for me. And if that happens, then I'm unbelievably grateful. So a couple of things happened this week. I'll just walk you through some of the strategies that we used to launch. Yesterday was probably one of, it was one of the biggest last minute strategies that we did, but it was one of the most impactful and and the biggest surprise for me in the feeling that I got on the other end of it. I did not do a traditional book launch. I decided to launch this book in the 2023 way that I would launch a book in the, the world that we live in today, which is much different than the world that we used to live in when authors would go on book tours and do a lot of book signings. And I decided that I was going to look at where my audience's attention was, and I would focus on platforms and forms of PR that were where my where my reader was. And my reader is not necessarily going into a bookstore. And my reader is not necessarily turning on the TV. And my reader is not necessarily looking at billboards, even though we did a billboard, but we did it to push it, uh, post it on social media. My, my reader is doing online summits. My reader is listening to podcasts. My reader is on social. My reader is following a lot of very influential people in my space. 
So my strategy was more getting onto those platforms. I decided that I was going to, instead of doing an in-person book event, uh, book launch or signing, I was going to do a virtual summit. And I was going to use the power of OPA, which I talk about in Be Seen. That stands for leveraging other people's audiences. And the way that I did that was I invited a bunch of my incredible friends that have fabulous audiences of my ideal reader and having them come on to my summit that was virtual on Zoom and speak for 15 minutes each. I made it super, super, super simple for each of these women to come on. I was like, it's just on Zoom. It's 15 minutes. It's Q&A. You don't have to prepare anything. You just show up. And I find that when you make things really easy for people, they show up. And when you make things a little too complicated, it just gets, it gets hard. So I was like, how can I make this so easy? Because I knew that there's going to be a lot of people that might be really into someone like Gabby Bernstein or Jasmine Starr or Amy Porterfield, and they might already follow them and they have no idea who I am. So if I put together a summit that Amy's going to be speaking on or Gabby's going to be speaking on or Jasmine's going to be speaking on, and they see that and they want to hear from Amy or Jasmine or Gabby or um, Gabrielle Lyon or Lindsay Schwartz or Lori Harder, then they'll be introduced to me. And uh, we all have a very similar audience. And and also it was kind of selfish because I really just wanted to have a fun celebration with my girlfriends. So I was just blown away that all of my girlfriends said yes. Uh, they all decided to do it. And we put this together very, very last minute, very last minute, because we just got off of the heels of our big in-person event where all of our energy and effort was. So I was like, all right, we're going to do this summit. It's going to be on Zoom. We're going we're gonna to have all these speakers and it's going to be fun and let's go. And we ran some ads. We told people about it online and we emailed the list and we got a lot of people like a lot of people, so many people that we actually had some technical difficulties in the beginning with the links. And it was a little crazy in the beginning. There were a lot of things that were very stressful in the beginning, but the summit ended up going so well. And the whole time I just kept doing this thing uh, that I noticed and I, I know that I need to work on where I was just like so blown away that, that these people showed up for me. And I almost was like, I, I felt, especially at the end, I felt like a major vulnerability hangover when it came to uh, being so seen, which is ironic because the book is about being seen, but this is all just a lesson in what happens when you show up and, and when, and when you have a community of people that show up for you. And I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, I have to uh, do something for all of my friends. I, I can't believe they did that for me. It was like a combination of feeling unbelievably grateful and like pinch me grateful, like tears grateful that my friends showed up for me in that way. And also, oh my God, I have to repay them so much. You know that that feeling of like almost like disease to please. It's one of the symptoms of fear where it's like, okay, now I have to dim my light a little bit uh, and and not shine so bright because too, too many people were doing things for me this week. It was almost really, really, really hard for me to receive that from my friends. I and And I wanted to make sure I said that because I think that we all slip into that sometimes every once in a while or if you're anything uh, like me where uh, I just, I'm I'm definitely want everybody else to feel really comfortable. And if I sense that I feel like I'm shining a little too bright or people are putting a little bit too much attention on me, uh, I start to be like, no, but on you, 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 let me tell you, like, let me make you feel great. And I, I noticed that a couple of times this week, um, but really a lot during the summit. However, it was just so magical. If you were there, I know that you know. It, it was it was so great. And what I loved the most about the summit is every single woman popped on on Zoom without a fancy studio. There was no fanciness. Uh, they were like 
Gabby was in this like little dark room. Lori was about to speak. And so she was in this little room with bad Wi-Fi. and Gabrielle was in the airport and Jasmine was just at her house and everyone was just coming in on zoom exactly as they were. And everybody was exemplifying being seen exactly as they are. And so you look at these women that have these huge brands and these huge businesses, and they're just allowing themselves to be fully seen and to show up and to just go off the cuff and speak from their heart and just be like, you know, just be themselves. And I taught a little bit and we, we really went deep um, into the teachings of the book and it just was fabulous. Um, yes, I did spill water all over my desk and I almost broke all my technology in the middle of it. Yes, um, my husband was writing me all of these notes to tell me that Lori might not be able to come and I couldn't read the notes and I didn't know if she was going to show up or not. So there were definitely things behind the scenes that were not going swimmingly, but I let everybody on know all of that stuff and I let them in and I allowed them in and we all really formed a huge connection. And the other really cool thing that happened during the summit was that I know that my attendees connected with one another and we really wanted that to happen. Like I wanted to create a space where people could connect with one another and network with each other so they could help each other be seen. And I know that that was happening in the chat so much so that people were messaging me saying that they all made new friends and they're getting on new podcasts and doing new Instagram collaborations and things like that from people that they met on the summit, which was so much fun. So that was overwhelming. And after doing that, I felt like, again, the biggest vulnerability hangover, just letting you know, like I felt like, oh my gosh, that like, you know, when, when you do something big and then afterwards it's like, oh, you're so relieved and it feels so good and you're very proud of yourself. But then there's that feeling of like, oh my God, did I say all the right things? Um, hopefully I'm going to thank my friends enough. Uh, now I just want to like hide in a hole a little bit. But it was like all of those emotions, all of them, all of them. There were so many. And I'm just allowing them to be there to be so many. But the overall feeling is gratitude. And every time I slip into um, any of the symptoms of fear, I always just try to kickstart my gratitude. I allow myself to be in the fear a little bit. And like, I allow myself to acknowledge the fact that yes, you are launching a book. So yes, fear is going to be there. Imposter syndrome is going to be there. You're going to have that vulnerability hangover. You're going to feel afraid to, to keep going. You're going to want to hide a little bit. You're going to have disease to please. And I, and I let myself feel those emotions. And then I'm like, but let's, let's remember uh, all the cool stuff that's happening right now and really tap into gratitude. And that's, what's really been helping me snap out of all of those symptoms throughout this launch. And man, what else did we do? I mean, we did, we had the beanies, the be seen beanies. Uh, those of you that were on the summit probably know, and you probably are going to get one, which is very exciting. One of my best friends is making those for us. But I think that the biggest needle mover for me for this book launch was my amazing street team. And if you're listening to this and you're part of the street team, you know how grateful I am for you. I put together, and for any of you that are launching books or products or programs, uh, getting a street team together to help you promote it is a really great move. And it's not only is it a great move, but it's a lot of fun. And we've had a lot of fun throughout this launch. And we really created a community. And my street team, we all are in a Facebook group together. And everybody has been posting and sharing and, and writing reviews and, and really getting this book out there in a big way. And it's been, it not only has it been really amazing to see all of the shares and get all of the, all of the noise on the internet rocking and rolling because the street team is leading the way. But it's also just been such a beautiful way to connect uh, with to connect with my audience and for my audience to connect with each other. It's not even about me anymore. It's about them creating their relationships in the Facebook group. And it's just been so much fun. And that's definitely a strategy that I would 100% go with if I was launching a book again. I would, do, I would do a street team again. I would do a virtual summit again. There are things I would do differently. I'd probably plan it a lot better. And I, <laughs> there's a lot of things that I would do differently. But 
overall, overall, this entire week has felt like a celebration with a lot of roller coaster emotions. <laughs> and that's the only way that I can really describe it. And then the last thing that I'll leave you with here is the cool thing about putting a book out into the world, or let's say you're putting a course out into the world, or you're putting your services out for the very first time. When it starts to actually help people, that's when you really, really, really remember your why. Because it's very easy to get wrapped up in like the writing of the book or the marketing of the book or the strategy or whatever it is that you're launching. I really want you to put this into context for whatever it is you're doing. And we forget that the stuff that we're putting out there into the world has the potential to really help people. At least I did. I was like, oh, I started to see the shares and the reviews and, and the things that people were saying that that they really loved about the book and like that they're highlighting it and that they're, they're, they have it in their bed with them at night and that they're getting a lot from it. And I'm getting voice notes from people saying like, I really like this part and that part. And I'm like, oh my God, that is so cool. That is what makes it all worth it hearing that. And that reminds me of my why. And that takes away all of the BS about the lists and the how well the book does and the numbers and the marketing game and all of that stuff. It takes it away. And it reminds me of that why. And it reminds me of the hope part of it. Help one person every day. If my book can just help one person every day, like how cool is that? That it's it's like a thing in the world. And so if you're thinking about writing a book, it's on your heart, or maybe you're in the process of writing your book, and um, or maybe you're in the process of marketing your book. I want you to just remember this is a really good thought. Like I, I, I want to have this through line um, or this thought with me when I do my next book or even my next launch of whatever it is. Is remembering that it is for a person on the other side, and they are going to get a lot out of it. And thinking about that person and and creating it for that person. And when you're launching, making sure that that person knows everything that they can know about it so that they can get their hands on it. Because it's not necessarily about, it's not really about me and the numbers and the, and what it looks like and all of that. Yes, that's great brand awareness. It's awesome. But really at the end of the day, like the, the purpose of the thing that you're putting out there hopefully is to solve somebody's problem or to help them. And if you can remember that person, like I'm going to be screenshotting all of these messages that I'm getting of people saying that the book helped them and just reading them and remembering oh my gosh, this is helping. Like, and then also, of course, it's really cool to learn from that data. Like, I'm seeing that there are parts of the book that I didn't even think were that impactful that people are really leaning into. And that's really good data for me. It's really good information for me to use when I'm creating content later on in the year or just consistently creating content um, with my speaking engagements or with my uh, with the podcast or with YouTube or with Instagram Reels. Um, I now know like what people really like the best and I know what people completely ignored. Like there's parts of the book where I was like, this is the best part. And, you know, I, I haven't heard one thing about that part yet. So it's really interesting to see where other people lean in because when you write something or you create something, you're very, very, very close to it. So that was my brain dump of where I'm at right now, the weekend of the book launch. Again, it's a roller coaster of emotions. I'm feeling all of them. Also feeling very exhausted, but exhilarated at the same time, if that makes any sense. I'm like so tired, but I have so much energy. I I know that that is two opposites at one time. But if you know, you know, if you've ever been in, in, in a moment like this, then you would know it's like this deep desire to keep the momentum and, and this, this like fire in my belly from the momentum of this launch and the gratitude and all of that is like so exciting, but my body is physically very tired. Uh, so that, that's it. Uh, and you guys know, I'm always going to let you in. I'm always going to peel back the curtain, good, bad, and the ugly, the emotions that I have, if they make sense or not. Uh, maybe it's to help you feel a little bit less alone on your journey of whatever it is that you're putting out into the world, however you're being seen. 
because being seen is a very vulnerable, very scary thing to do. But at the end of the day, like I'm going to go to bed tonight and I'm going to feel proud of myself. And that's important to me. That's what success is to me. If I can go to bed at night and be like, did I serve people today? Did I show up in a way that made me proud? Was I a good person today? Did I do something today that led me uh, closer to my dream, closer to the thing that I want to do in my life and my goals and my growing? And when you are being seen and you're putting yourself out there and you're stretching and you're doing the uncomfortable thing that you know you should do, you're always going to go to bed feeling proud of yourself. You might have a little bit of like tin like a little tinge of that vulnerability hangover. You might have a little bit of that fear. But again, uh, in the book, I talk about the rule of 51%. Like you don't have to be 100% there. But if you're 51% there, at least, like that'll help you get to the next level. When maybe when you wake up the next day, like you can you can get to like 60% or maybe 80%. And and you'll fluctuate all over the place. But I know that as long as I'm, I'm being seen each day and I'm doing the thing, like I'm going to go to bed feeling proud of myself. That's going to be a, a, a high percentage of the percentage of the, of the feelings percentage, if that makes any sense. All right. You're probably like, Jen, go to sleep. <laughs> uh, I love you guys. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for tuning in to the I Dare You podcast. I will see you again next week with even more recaps. Um, we might just get back to our regular programming by then. And uh, if, if you love this, share it with somebody that you love. If you haven't gotten the book yet, go order at bseenbook.com or wherever you get your books and uh, join me on Monday for Get Ready With Me as we do every single day, Monday through Friday on Instagram, set your notifications so you know when I go live, but it's every day. So you can ask me your questions. Love you. Grateful for you. And I will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.